What's up, guys? Here with you with FC Wonder Kid, episode 15. Here with my guy, Brennan. How are you? Uh, these numbers, episode 15. Can you believe it? Four months almost? Unbelievable. Hey, hey, I got to tell you, first off, I'm good. Hope you're doing well. Uh, but some really awesome news. The UEFA Youth League will be back in a month's time. That is awesome, right? Well, that, that's awesome to hear, and that's really exciting because the Portuguese youngsters have been performing so well uh, in that competition. I'd well, like to mention happy. Porto won it in the previous years. Uh, Real Madrid with Raul, too. Yeah. Uh, really good team that was. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's. I, I actually hadn't seen that. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I like that. I hid it from you. I didn't want to, you know, I wanted to leave something that surprised you from uh, day one here, but... No, I mean, think about it. The last time we were uh, even looking at youth league games, one, there we had no podcast. Okay. Mm-hmm. Two, we actually barely knew each other. Um, three, you were looking at guys like Curtis Jones and Yusufa Mokuko, Coco and uh, Gio Reyna. Um, and, and these guys were just getting started at that level. Um, so, yeah, UEFA Youth League always shows those future stars. And it would be awesome to, to go uh, to, to, be able to cover that finally right very true yeah my my favorite transfer was like because all of the the hype around it was ben white to arsenal because 55 million euros is quite steep in my opinion for a youngster uh especially a youngster that comes from brighton so that is an unbelievable business for brighton uh what were your thoughts on on that business well, it's, uh, let's see, it's one and a half million euros per Premier League appearance, if I'm not mistaken. Um, no, I mean, hey, listen, Ben, ben White is a, a very solid player. And I think we had started down this path uh, previously. I'm just happy that Arsenal, they're making decisions, right? And this might be the wrong decision. And it might be an expensive decision that they don't make. And frankly, they had the third best defense based on goals conceded last year. So they might, you know, some might look at it and say they're addressing a problem that wasn't even necessarily there. Uh, but what it comes down to is they're making a decision. They have a vision. They're they're exercising that vision. Um, and more importantly, I think they're handing the handing the keys internally um, to you know the cam and uh, cam position and everything moving forward. So I, I do I think it's the right decision bringing in Ben White for fifty five million euros? No, but nobody asked me. Right. Um, I, I think he's going to be a very solid player. And frankly, if you look at White and you look at Gabriel and you look at uh, Chambers can do a job uh, and you bring Saliba in after he's uh, a couple mm. more years, um, you know, battle tested. I think they've got the, the, you know, the makings of a very solid defense for years and years to come. Well, as uh, I think Arsenal fans should be hopeful with Saliba, because in my opinion, Saliba is the best defensive prospect at Arsenal right now. Sure. He, and I saw the I saw the preseason game uh, that Conrad actually scored in the yeah. the, fir- the, be- the beginning five minutes. Oh, yeah, and Saliba, he was really good. Like, I, 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 he looked proper with Gendouzi. Yeah. So, it's going to be exciting. Uh, I wanted to mention, too, in the pod here in the transfer sections, Jules Conde. Yes. Uh, I was surprised when I saw Fabrizio mentioning Jules Conde going to Chelsea. Because come on, like Chelsea was strong enough on defense. Yeah. I know I knew that Tuchel, his desired defense is with four at the back. He doesn't he doesn't he doesn't want to play with five at the back too much, right. and it's scary that he's getting Jules Conde because Jules Conde is just perfect for the Premier League. It Fast, is. strong, passing ability on point, and honestly, he's he's been battle tested. Yeah. So. Kurt Zuma adding to the deal, really good Chelsea, really yeah. good Chelsea. If if Sevilla will will take, you know Zuma, and and I think Sevilla uh, has been fighting that, and and basically the the price tag has been seventy million euros without Zuma, and I think Chelsea's probably going to pay it anyway. But this is another instance of do they actually need uh, to be addressing this situation? And if you feel like Thiago Silva is fifty five or something, then by all means. Uh, yeah, Jules Conde is your man. He can also play left back, he, as we've seen. Um, mm-hmm. But we also have to think about it this way, right? Uh, and I've I've gone full circle on this, okay? I, I was a little bumped. Fakayo Tomori 
Mark Gahey, I, I honestly believe that they had a place they, they could be there. But if you're looking at it from a business perspective, they turned those two players for like 40 some million pounds. Yeah. Okay. And that basically gets you to, if you have Kurt Zuma as part of the deal, it gets you to the Jules Kunde deal. And, or it gets you more than halfway to the full 70 million. So hey, the, the business is there. And um, if, if, uh, if Kunde is their, their man, then by all means. Uh, That's <laughs> a good can, point. That is a yeah. very good point. I, I hadn't thought about that. But honestly, I think that if Chelsea had kept Tomori, mm -hmm. like Chelsea fans would have been as happy as they are with getting Conde, in my opinion. Because yeah. Tomori, like I saw some matches for AC Milan last season. I'm sure you did too. Yes. He was a beast for AC Milan. And AC Milan fans expect performances this season for Tomori. But sure. uh, another center back. Confirmation yeah. too. Varane has landed at Manchester United. And I'd like to say, for starters here, is yeah. that Varane, isn't, Varane is coming to Man United as one of the best center backs in the world. That is important to say. Mm -hmm. But... I feel like what he's adding to the United locker room, it's not his... He is adding a lot of quality in terms of ability, Varane. But Varane is adding that winning mentality. Varane has been next to, like, champions for 10 years. And just the fact that Rashford is going to be next to a, a Varane who has high expectations next to everyone. And Maguire, I think he'll level up with him too. Mm -hmm. And honestly... I think the locker room is going to be more champion set. Oh, yeah. And that is exciting for Man United. Sancho add up. And we know that Brun Fernandes wants to win the Prem. And he's always with this 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 winning talk. And Varane, he's going to be with the winning talk too. I think, I think the biggest thing you got to remember here is how fast they got that over the line. Right? I mean, it, it was like it was announced. And then, what, a week later, he was in red. Um, so you gotta, you gotta kudos to the business there, getting him mm -hmm. in, getting him in still in preseason. So he can actually start that, that gel process, uh, with a Harry Maguire, with a Lindelof, with a bit, a, a Bailly, Bailly, right. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, this is, that's important stuff. Uh, although we like to gloss it over by talking about statistics sometimes just as important, like you said, is if he's going to have that locker room influ influence, getting him in there as soon as possible and getting him uh, started and, and acclimated. So, um, hey, I, I think Tottenham fans are wishing that um, they had that same type of uh, expedition or expeditious uh, nature to the tran uh, to the transfer for Cuti Romero, um, mm -hmm. but that's hit, hit some snags. But I know you wanted to make another comment probably about Varane because this kid – he was a flyer back in the day, was he not? I mean, he was not necessarily, he was just a prospect plucked out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember when I was a kid watching the news of saying Mourinho was going to have the new French wonder kid at center back. And I didn't know who he was, Rafael Varane, at that time. Yeah. And I was really excited for Len, Lens. Yep. Um, yeah, good times. And something that should be added to is Varane is the type of signings that you want to see at the club. And I that is gonna put pressure on Oli. Uh, I just want to mention that on the at the end because Oli now has a player that has high expectations, even tactics wise, and he's been working with the world's best. Mm -hmm. So he he'll have to step up too for Varane, and it'll actually help the Pogba deal, Varane too. Yeah. So this Varane deal was overall really good for United, in my opinion. So congratulations on that. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, yeah, uh, they so, still need a midfielder. I'll just want to end up there. Well, you know, if you can keep Pogba around, I think that's a coup in and of itself. But mm. uh, I don't, I don't know if they're they're going to. But that that's a whole other uh, conversation, right? Mm. Um, how about the other one though that that really surprised some people because it might give us maybe some clarity. On another situation, the whole Leon Bailey to Aston Villa. Um, yes. I believe it was like 35 million euros. And, you know, Leon Bailey missed a little bit of the Gold Cup or most of the Gold Cup due to, I think it was foot issues or it was due to maybe ironing out this deal. Uh, but when you think about it, it's another wing player coming in uh, along with Buendia, um, along with Bertrand Traore, who they have already. 
And then you have Ollie Watkins up top, and then it's kind of like, okay, well, where's Jack Grealish? Um, <laughs> does it mean he's going to go? And I have a theory, but do you think Jack Grealish is off to Manchester City or what? <laughs> I could add it there. That means, Brendan, Jack Grealish is going to City. Like, mm. Leon Bailey coming to Aston Villa means Jack Grealish is going to City. Like, okay. I'll be honest, I'd love to see that scenario that you were setting up with Wendy on the wing. Sure. And Leon Bailey and Grealish in the middle with Watkins up front. But yeah. it'd be very hard. It'd be very hard for that to happen. It it mm. would, but I he's just he's a he's one of those guys I look at and I'm like, I think this kid wants to be a one club player, right? I mean, he I, I think he wants a reason to stay at Villa. And if Villa signs another winger and says we're gonna move you centrally, um yeah, I don't know. I mean, but if City's if City's paying that much and they're going to up his wages uh, to potentially play, I mean, there's a lot of fixtures to play for Manchester City, right? True. So for those of us worried that like he's going to go there and rot on the bench uh, or not play as often and have that kind of Bernardo Silva treatment, um, that, that that's a real worry. But they're also going to play how many fixtures this year, but, right? Yeah, it's it's true. But Jack Grealish adds talent to any team he goes to he's like the most foul you know he's not uh, he is the most foul player in the premier league last season and we know he was out for like two three months to say the least and that and it was by a mile i think the stat was there was there was quite a difference between him and the next one and i'd like to add to like jack Grealish wouldn't be who i would get if i were man city i get the striker and the left back as striker, you know it's easy. Harry Kane. I feel like the, the deal is done verbally. But a lot needs to happen for it to actually go through. And Nunminj. That would that, that would be who I'd go for. Wow. But, okay. yeah, but, <laughs> but Jack right. Grealish to Man City. Like, I can't say it's a bad transfer. You know? Yeah. Because you're going to have three people behind a striker that mm-hmm. are drifty, swaggy, and are unbelievable dribblers with Foden. Grealish and De Bruyne. Yeah. Any midfield that goes against this this one, they're, they're going to be quaking their boots next yeah. to this Man City midfield. And so actually, I can't hate on it. I can't yeah. hate on it. No, I mean, and the funny thing is, is if Grealish comes in, it, it might actually take some pressure or some heat off of uh, Kevin De Bruyne as most fouled. Um, you know, because we know KDB takes his fair share of knocks. But hey, there's one major major thing here that you have to think about beyond the money and if if you're if you want to go and you want to win championships Mm -hmm. you go with pep you go to city it's going to be your best place to do it does it kill a little bit of my love for the game kind of right Mm. uh would i have loved him to build it with villa sure uh is that realistic to think no, it's not realistic to think. So, yeah, you know, Leon Bailey, uh, when it comes down to it, is a phenomenal player. Uh, is he Jack Grealish's replacement? We don't know just yet, but, yeah, signs do point to yes, although my conspiracy theory is that Grealish stays. But I said Sancho stayed, and um, he didn't. So uh, I, <laughs> that's a mea culpa on my part. Um, but, uh, yeah, any other big Premier League ones that, you know, Makuti Romero, love to see that get over the, the hump for Tottenham just so they can have some joy on top of their Brian Heel. Um, but I, I think we, we could probably pop over to Barcelona mm. and what's going on there. Did you I have like another to one men- to i like to mention the last one, and it's to give Arsenal fans hope. But it's a deal that I think makes sense because we all know Bellerin is in talks to go to Inter. Mm. Uh, and Arsenal fans, I do believe that Lautaro would consider coming to Arsenal. I yeah. know this is bold because Arsenal have no European leagues, but I think Lautaro would understand that Arsenal has history, and it's a long-term project, and Inter wouldn't refuse the money. This is very important to mention. They already have a striker with Lukaku there, I'm not saying Lautaro is is a is a substitute or anything of that sort, sure. but uh, fifty million in a Bellerin or forty million in Bellerin, I I think about it. Yeah, I think about maybe. it. 
Maybe. I think it's more likely that Lukaku goes uh, back to Chelsea than uh, Lautaro winds up at Arsenal. But mm. not to not to douse uh, not to douse those flames out, which are that would be that would be pretty interesting. That uh, is interesting, though the Ch- the Chelsea striker talk because. Oh, yeah. So you do believe a striker is going to Chelsea now? Uh, no, I don't actually. I, mm. I I'm I'm a waffler, right? I mean, I we see it in the comment section every now and again. I am I'm a little bit of a waffler here. I don't know uh, when it comes to that. I do feel like Timo Werner, uh, Kai Havertz have a lot more to give this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, would things be made easier if you want to splash 170 million on Erling Holland? <laughs> sure, mm. of course it would. Um, you know, he's a freak of nature when it comes down to what he offers a team. You can't get it anywhere else. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know. Uh, don't get me started on this. Alex. Come on. Um, hey, I, I like that Lautaro to uh, to Arsenal talk. I, I mean, I I like I like that there's a direction right now, as you mentioned the last time, uh, as to where the Gunners are going. Um, and hey, we don't like to hate on Arsenal. We want to see him. <laughs> better that's for but sure you want, you want, what do you want to mention on barcelona now that i'm curious oh, yeah, yeah, so. yeah so we, we we all got to see yusuf demir do some great things recently in that friendly um mm-hmm. but what that kind of covers over and glosses over is the fact that they're they just lost probably their top number nine in la mesa um Iker bravo uh, he mm-hmm. went to Bayer Leverkusen. And why do you go to Bayer Leverkusen? Probably because they actually laid out a plan that says, here's how you get the first team minutes. And here's how it happens sooner rather than later. And oh, by the way, you're going to play with some pretty amazing young players like a Florian Verts, like, mm-hmm. you know, Musa Diaby, who still is 22 or 23, uh, no longer Leon Bailey, but Iker Bravo, you know, that is a talent gone for little to nothing. Um, and it starts to make you think about what's also going on with Ilyx Mariba, yeah. who made his way in. He had a couple appearances. Um, he, by all, yeah, by all uh, means, he actually ended up doing fairly well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. We, we don't know what goes on in the room to be a fly in the wall uh, of a contract negotiation. But word was that he was asking for something like six million euros a year. <laughs> I don't know if that's the case, but ultimately you do everything you can to keep that youthful core. Uh, and Mariba may have read the room wrong in thinking that there aren't people that will pick up his slack there, but this kid likely will be a world-class midfielder. Uh, if he goes somewhere, he can play. I'll right? be, I'll be honest. Like uh, it's really, I, I'm not understanding really well, like what Barcelona is doing here, like with Mariba yeah. now, because Mariba has to be seen as one of the biggest talents at Barcelona. And the fact that a player like him is in the situation that he is, not having his extension already done, right? come on, that is bad management right there. And that is worrying. And I'd like to mention to Alex Colado, uh went yeah. on loan to Club Bruges. A really good loan for him. And yeah, I feel like Moriba, maybe it would have been good for him to have a loan. You know, and having him getting those those minutes at the first team, yes, it gave him a lot of responsibility, but it did give him a lot of leeway too. Sure. And the club must feel it now. And yeah, they need to they need to figure out here with Moriba. Uh, but the numbers that he I I heard that six million he's asking yeah. a year, and yeah. that is steep. Okay, yeah. that is steep. So it's not a good scenario. It's not a good scenario. But let's see. Let's yeah. see. But, I mean, to, to tie that up, if you're not watching Iker Bravo, um, watch his rise through the Leverkusen yeah. system. My guess is that you could probably see a Bundesliga debut relatively early this season. Um, at least we'd all like to think so. Um, but uh, I'll tell you what, if we're talking about kind of mismanagement of contracts and all that, <laughs> um, I'm trying to figure out what's going on with Mohamed Hatteren from PSV Eindhoven. Uh, kid's been frozen out of training. Um, apparently, there was a, like a you know a tweet showing a picture of uh, Rayola with Ahateren and Myron Boadu, and Boadu just landed at AS Monaco uh, to be announced very shortly, thanks to the um, you know unrivaled, unparalleled uh, work of Fabrizio <laughs> Romano. Uh, we all know that Boadu is likely headed to AS Monaco. 
And man, I mean, the Ear Divisie is getting raided this year, you know, mm-hmm. between Nice and between Monaco. Uh, I mean, you've got how many is it now? It's unbelievable. <laughs> but Ahataren is one that he was uh, he was the darling of PSV for a little while. We all thought that he was going to be like on the radar. I think he was on the radar of Arsenal for a while. And, you know, he was just doing really well last season. I don't know where he went. Nobody knows where he went. As and, he should. It was the, yeah. I think it was the contract extensions and the fact yeah. that the, with Chayola, like, you know, he's not easy with those contracts. No. And I don't know. He Maybe he was comfortable with the situation. Maybe the player is very comfortable with the situation that the agent has promised him. So Mohamed Iateren is currently thinking maybe he he deserves to play and th- every weekend and I'm with him on that and he's really talented too. So let's see what happens. I wouldn't be surprised if he joined a league on team, and yeah, that that could happen. But I'd like to mention on the transfers, like my last my last uh, topic in the transfers is Benfica. I was really surprised that Benfica went to sign Yarenchuk, mm-hmm. uh, the against uh, striker. Yeah. Uh, because they already have Seferovic, Darwin, Gonzalo Ramos. Now Yarenchuk. This just shows that the club is 100% eyeing for that Champions League. Sure. Okay. They need yeah. the Champions League. Okay. They've, they've, they've signed Maite, uh, the midfielder from mm-hmm. Torino. Yeah. I'm sure you know about him. Sure. Uh, João Mario. That was at Sporting last season, and yeah. now they're getting Yadinchuk. So the club is fi- trying to get guarantees, and they did sell Nuntavaj for eight million. Mm-hmm. So they're they're managing to get money in the meantime, and yeah, it's it's a, it's a solid price. I mean, he was prolific at Ghent, and you know it was it was him and Jonathan David um, doing some pretty awesome things for Ghent and. Uh, I think yeah, Benfica's got a good one there. It's just what does it what does it mean for Darwin? What does it mean for uh, like you said? What does it mean for Darwin? What does it mean for Severovic? Right? Exactly. I I, I was I, they they must be expecting to sell one of them. You know, or or Gonzalo Ramos too. I mean, that's kind of the big one there. Who's who's the odd man out? Uh, I no, I think Gonzalo Ramos is is going to be a bet for Benfica. They want him to play as they should because Gonzalo Ramos is one of the best Portuguese talents out there. So, Befica has to retain him. Uh, Darwin Nunes, I've seen uh, some news that saying that they refused 30 million from Brighton. Okay, so that Ben White money has been refused by Benfica. And, uh, but Seferovic. Oh, and I'm forgetting Carlos Vinicius. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, how many strikers are here at Benfica now? Uh, but he has to play. If a player comes for seventeen million to the Portuguese league, he has yeah. to play. I don't know. Maybe they're going the uh, the new four striker setup. We'll see. Uh, that's that's crazy. Well, the last thing I got to mention from transfers, it's kind of tongue in cheek here. Did you see that Patrick Mahomes is now an MLS owner? <laughs> you got Patrick it's Mahomes, sp- man. Sports in Kansas, I'm, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I here's here's what I got to say about Patrick Mahomes. If every player could be like him when it comes to a community, that that is amazing. He's he's bought in. I mean, his girlfriend bought into the women's team. He bought True. into the men's team. He owns. I mean, he's everywhere. I think he owns part of the Royals. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to say that tongue in cheek here because yeah, he come on, he's one of the best athletes on the planet. Well, so if you want to end up on the MLS, Ryan Gold went to the Vancouver Whitecaps. And I was telling you, like, Ryan Gold was one of the best players in Liga Nord last season. Okay. And it was like 300K, wasn't it? Or 200? That is a steal for Ryan Gold. Okay. Just for you to have an idea, he actually learned Portuguese while while he was here, the Scottish kid. He learned Portuguese, became captain of the club he was. uh, He was at Ferenc. He had like 13 man of the match performances. Okay. And yeah. 300k like that's a steal going yeah. to the mls yeah you, you could compare that enjoy, enjoy what you're gonna see like yeah i mean but that, it's it's just another gone are the days we're talking about retirement home right <laughs> um when it comes to mls because you got uh ryan gold you've got sebastian driussi from zenit 25 uh winds up at austin fc Matthew McConaughey's team. Just kidding, but yes. Uh, Tiago Almada is very likely signing 
um, for Atlanta United, who also might name somebody you know, Paulo Fonseca, as their new coach. Um, Ooh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, Paulo Fonseca with Atlanta. Oh, yeah, they're, yeah, they're in the, they're in advanced talks right now. And on top of that, you've got Dejan Javelje. Sorry, I don't know how to say Serbian last names. Uh, the 21 year old that actually scored a bunch of goals a while back for I think it was for Eintracht Frankfurt uh, before getting sent out on loan because he got you know somebody else came in and took his spot. Uh, he's at he's going to be at the Galaxy. Galaxy just signed him. So some really interesting names that are coming in. I mean, these are not you know Ben White, Myron Boadu, Iker Bravo, Jules Conde I, I, names. I'm but... still shocked that you said Paul Fonseca is going to Atalanta. Advanced that is we'll Atalanta is going to win the MLS. I'm calling it. I'm calling it. You got the stadium, and now you're going to have the coach. Well, here's the I'm, thing. Some oh. some people are saying some people are saying the opposite simply because they just had Gabriel Heinze, and uh, that lasted all of eight months before no. he was sacked and sent. You know, cultural thing. Yeah, trust. I mean, there were some things that he was doing that a lot of people didn't like. But anyway. Some fun times in MLS uh, when it comes to it. And I think you're going to, like we had talked about several episodes ago, this is one of those things where we are going to start to pay more attention because the money's there. The money is definitely there. It's just whether or not they can spend it but, uh, and do so you know, amidst the rules without bankrupting the league. And once those money bags are opened a little more, you will see big, big, big names come in. I'm just um, going to say this, Breton. Paul Fonseca, yeah. by going to the MLS, he is mm-hmm. straight away the best coach in the MLS. All right. Like, okay. trust. Portuguese coaches, they know. They know that what they study really okay. well to get that job. Trust okay. me. And Paul Fonseca, like, MLS, like, I'm, I'm willing to put here that Paul Fonseca, like, I believe this is going to, yeah. oh, it's, oh, my days. It's such a good move. Such a All good right. move. I, I didn't know. I didn't and if know he's it. got if he's got Tiago Almeida, uh, he's got. I mean, he's going to have Joseph Martinez is back. George Bello. So George Bello, yeah, it'll be a fun time. But uh, I like that. Hey, we we can talk talk more about that at another time because fun things are always happening there. So let's where are we uh, you want to head to? And oh, let's I mean, go. Have, let's go for the final, isn't it? Yeah, like it's yeah. going to be. It's going to be. This is a big day for you, isn't it, Brennan? It is. It's going to be a tough night. I mean, if you look at this realistically, Mexico obviously on paper is an incredibly strong team. Um, mm-hmm. And I got to say this because this jumps in Olympics and this jumps in Gold Cup final too. Mm-hmm. You got to give kudos to the Mexican depth. I mean, they've got their U23. I know they're all like 24 and 25. They got their U23 team uh, in the semifinals, getting ready to take on Brazil next in the Olympics. And then you've got their Gold Cup team. Um, There were a couple hiccups along the way, and you could argue there were a couple weird referee decisions. Uh, But, man, they're in the final, and they're the favorites to win. So it is going to be a tough night. But I'll tell you what. (laughs) The U.S. men's national team in the Gold Cup final – that is like best case scenario that that Greg Berhalter wanted coming into this thing. This is like the C team, maybe the C minus team okay. for them. And what he wanted to see was depth come out, right? And now you've got depth in the form of a center back, Miles Robinson, who's had a phenomenal tournament. Matthew Hoppy, who is, you know, at Schalke, likely is going to make a move probably to the Premier League at some point in the coming months. Ooh. And he's, yeah, he's shown up. Um, you got uh, Gianluca Buzio, who very clearly is showing that he is still raw, but can provide. He'll probably wind up in Syria. So just some really, really good things coming out of it. And that's and exactly what they want. Daryl DK. I told oh, yeah. you, I think Daryl DK is going to be the striker for for the U.S. men's national team in the future. Yeah, I, I see think... that. I see that guy up front. That passion, you know. Yeah, I like him. There. It's there. What, what what we need right now is for him to get healthy and to, to get back into it because he definitely has not been himself the last couple games. But hey, mm. it's the, the Gold Cup is fun. If you've never watched it, watching a team, you know, it's a we call it CONCACAF ball uh, because, man, it is something different. It, it ain't ever pretty. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the Gold Cup. But anyway. The Olympics, man. I mean, who do you who do you take in the final for that? Uh, you've got well, Brazil, Mexico, Spain, Japan. Who do you have in the final, and then who do you have winning? 
like I, I did the call like some podcasts previously. I said my final was gonna be Brazil, Spain. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna stick with it. I think the final is gonna be Brazil, Spain. And what I like about it is that when I see this Brazilian team, I see a lot of names that I wouldn't see maybe in the future Brazilian national team. Sure. And it's really good that they're being glorified right now. Like a Douglas mm-hmm. Luiz. He's got the potential of one being one one day being in the Brazil national team, but do I think he will? It's going to be difficult considering players like Casemiro. Okay, mm-hmm. that's the level that Brazil usually has. Yeah. But Douglas Luiz, Mateus Cunha, Bruno Guimarães, Anthony, mm-hmm. really good to see him. Okay, yeah. not in the Ajax setup. Uh, and yeah, I'm. I think Brazil might win it all. I think Brazil might win it all. I think Brazil beats beats Spain, yeah. I think yeah. you might be right on that one. Um, yeah. Because at that point, Pedri will have played 87 <laughs> games, you know, uh, and his beard will be down to here. Uh, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. No, yeah, Brazil has grown into this tournament, and they look, they look every bit the favorites right now. I but... thought Ivory Coast was going to beat Spain, didn't you? Like, yeah. I was, like, you. who was it? Rafamir, right? Yeah, Rafamir in in extra time of all. I mean, I got I got to say it, right? Uh, yeah. I I did understandably get ridiculed in the comment section because I said Rafa when I was talking about wolves, and who I meant was Raúl Jiménez. Um, but Rafamir uh, was on the books still at Wolves, and uh, here he is, you know, twenty four at the Olympics, coming on in extra time. He scores a hat trick, I think one won the tie the game up and send it to extra time. And then mm-hmm. two in extra time. I mean, come on, you can't write that any better. So uh, that was pretty awesome. But you know, Donny Olmo. Let's be honest, he was at the middle of everything for Spain. Mm-hmm. And you got to give kudos to Ivory Coast for. I mean, come on. It's, mm-hmm. it's, there's always a, an amazing African team in the Olympics, and you know, normally it is Nigeria. This year it has been. Um, this time around, it's been the Ivory Coast. And let's be honest, Kessier, Diallo. But yeah. Think, that was that was pretty crazy. Like the the thirty minutes, you got a hat trick. Yep. Uh, talk about impressing. He impressed me with that one. And I'd like to mention too another fantastic performance I saw in mm-hmm. the Olympics, and that was Cordova, okay. Me- Mexican midfield. Mm-hmm. Um, um, really good against South Korea. He had two assists, uh, two goals, and an assist. Yeah. And he was dominating in midfield. So, you you yeah. mentioned that the depth that Mexico has is it is quite impressive and I didn't know about a player like Cordova so just seeing it Alexis Vega Lainish mm-hmm. I think they planned it out really well though like I feel like even the substitutes they were thinking oh let's put it there let's put it there, there was a plan in place this summer for Mexico so it's interesting yeah. you can see that they are thriving now that the US are building up so Mexico is thinking like we need to keep up, you know. Yeah. So really good strategy done by the Mexican na- national yeah, and, team. Yeah, and to be honest, uh, when it comes down to Mexico, um, <laughs> there's only one player that plays abroad, right? And and that that leads to their cohesion because uh, Liga MX, you know, no, is it a Premier League? Obviously not, but mm. Liga MX very clearly has some very solid players, um, and you know, you you pulled. Uh, basically your whole Olympic squad from there. Um, So, yeah, there's going to be an understanding of them because they study each other on a regular basis and play each other on a regular basis. So uh, it is good to see that. Um, It is going to be interesting to see when Mexico decides to get younger, how they do it. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll we'll find out soon enough. But, hey, Gold Cup final tonight, which this will be out on Tuesday, so we'll already Mm -hmm. know the winner. Um, And then the Olympics will be sometime this coming week. So, hey, it it, (laughs) – it might not have had the same passion as the Euro 2020. They both delivered, though. Both yeah, delivered. this is true. Two two international competitions that that gap uh, that we had with no football, they yeah. they filled it and yeah. really good two sure. comp. I liked it. Like yeah. I said, it in the big like two podcasts previously. Like I don't see the Gold Cup usually, but because of the podcast content reasons, like I watched it and it was good. It was good. So everyone. That's like in the future thinking about watching it. It's it's worth the watch. It's worth the watch. So do you want to go to the Premier League? I think 23 youngsters. Yeah. I, I mean, I think first we have to say that we have seen all the comments, all the suggestions. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we're just going to scrape the surface today because next week, right? Can we promise this? I don't know. What yeah, do you think? We can. Okay. We can. Next week, we are going to be doing a full Premier League prediction. It won't be like the whole episode, but it'll be a whole lot of it. Yeah. Uh, we'll have a lot to talk about. But today, what we wanted to talk about was most intriguing U23 players in the Premier League this season. This is kind of a big thing. It's more like narratives around it and stuff like that. Not the best players, but ones that we really think you should be watching this season. So uh, you want to go with the first one? Uh, I'm going to go with the first group group one. and okay. Because I know everybody's going to be looking at Sancho. But I'm more interested in seeing what is United going to do with all these wingers that are behind Sancho. Mm-hmm. Because you got Elanga. Shola Shortire, Ahmad Diallo, and Facundo Pelestri. I'm going to be straight up with you. And all these four are unbelievable. Like in any team that they would be, they'd be one of the best youngsters in that team. So how is United going to deal with this? They'll have to loan it alone, at least two of them. One of them, like, will stay with the under-23s as like a backup. And I'm interested in seeing who are they going to have at the bench? Because... I'm shooting for Ilanga. It, it's Ilanga has been impressing me. His speed, uh, his quality in decision making, mm-hmm. all these attributes. I think Ilanga is ready coming yeah. off the bench. You I, I know, think, yeah, physically, physically, he looks kind of looks the part right now to uh, take a Premier League battering. Exactly. Um, so that would be my highlight. I'll highlight how is United going to deal with all these youth wingers. You know. Okay. Yeah, that's that's, and I'm sure there are a lot of uh, people that listen to this that have thoughts on that. So I would love to know their thoughts because mm-hmm. yeah, that's something we wrestle with. I do think it's probably you know looking like Ashola is going to wind up tearing up the Premier League two again. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know you never know because uh, they're they're going to have fixtures, a whole lot of fixtures as well, um, and they're going to need Let's to see. start developing that depth. Uh, and flooding that depth. So um, I think we're going to see more of them than we think. Uh, I don't know what that means for Daniel James, but um, going on, I'm going to have to say, um, who do I want to start with? I got to start with, we didn't talk about this last week. Emile Smith wrote, okay. Okay. He was handed the 10. He was handed the number 10. Now, do I think Emil Smith Rowe will turn into a very solid 10? I do. Do I put him on the same level of, as an Ozil? No, I don't, right? Um, but the fact of the matter is, is it's almost, it's a clear decision that they are keeping it internal, that 10. Um, and that, uh, whether or not a Husemo Awar winds up at Arsenal, Emil Smith Rowe is going to get his playing time and is going to get his chance to show it. Um, and, and here's what it comes down to Smith Rowe, He bleeds red. Okay. He's a gunner through and through. All right. He understands the gravity of the situation, the gravity of being handed the 10. Uh, but he is at the club of his dreams. He is literally at the moment in his dreams that I don't know if he ever actually thought he'd get there. Um, he's not the finished product he's going to be, but it says to me that Arsenal is ready to play this man and let him make the mistakes and work through it. And frankly, they do have that type of a season where they can do this. So Smith Rowe is absolutely one to watch. That is true. By giving the number 10, they are handing a lot of responsibility to Smith Rowe. But do you think think he'll start even though Odegaard or James Madison comes in? Do you still think he starts? I do. Okay. I do. I do. I, I mean, that's, that's, yeah, I don't know. Ask me that again when they actually sign them. I, I don't necessarily. <laughs> no, I agree with you. I agree yeah. with you. I think they'll play both at the same time. I think yeah. handing him that, that shirt is, is like handing him the starter position. So yeah, I like a fantastic mention there. I'm going to go more youth. Okay. okay. And I'm going to go to the other side of the pond in London and I'm going to go Tottenham, you know, Tottenham. So, mm, I'd like to highlight Dan Scarlett. Why? Because, come on, I remember seeing him at 16 coming off and being the youngest player ever to play con- competitively for Tottenham, Dan Scarlett. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing some footage and the finishing, the awareness, 
And the fact that I don't see any Harry Kane replacements still coming for, for Tottenham. I know right. maybe that's it's because they're expecting to keep Harry Kane. True. Yeah. But they could be confident with the fact that they have a baller, okay, coming from the academy. And I look, if Tottenham had a Leon Delap in their academy, they'll be looking and they'll be saying, oh, my, we might play him. If they have a Dan Scarlett, they'll for sure play him, okay? So, yeah, I'd highlight uh, to expect some minutes for Dan Scarlett in the in the Premier League, especially Premier in the uh, what is it, the Conference League that they'll yes. be in. Um, but yeah, you know, Dane, Dane, he's he has been prolific. But there, I don't, I don't mean to slow your role, right? But um, there was another prolific youth striker, and I think this is probably where Spurs uh, fans will be like, hey, let's let's back down on this. Um, mm. But you know, Troy Parrott. Uh, hasn't exactly, and don't get me wrong, he's still at the beginning of his career. But Troy Parrott has not necessarily gone on loan and done what Spurs fans thought that he was going to do, or even Spurs uh, admin thought yeah. that they were going to do. Um, so, yeah, it's that's a really, really interesting shout because we did see a little more of him last year at, at Dame Scarlet at the end of the year, and I, I do expect to see a little more from him. Um, but I also, to stay with Spurs, I got to bring up Brian Heal. I know we talked about him, um, but there, there's an interesting thing here, right? The coach is no longer um, the, the coach is Nuno Espirito Santo, right? Mm -hmm. I tried to say that in my best Portuguese accent. <laughs> Nuno Espirito Santo. And we we all know what what Santo did with Wolves, right? Diego Jota and Pedro Neto were not finished products when they showed up there. Obviously, no player is a finished product per se, mm -hmm. but they improved dramatically under him, if I'm not wrong, right? And and I would imagine he's going to employ a, a relatively winger-centric um, setup at Spurs, and that's why you look at Brian Hill and you say, he's not the finished product. He's too slight. He... You know, he's got amazing ball control, uh, amazing flair, amazing fun stuff that you can watch him do. Uh, but ultimately, it, it's going to come down to who's in charge and who's going to give him the chances. And you got to watch him, not just because yeah. he was the bye so far this year, um, but because of uh, Santos' uh, role with Wolves and making Wolves one of the more attractive teams to watch at times uh, and hopefully bringing it to um, – Disperse. That's a good mention. Uh, yeah, it could, it, he could improve Brian Gill a lot. Uh, but Brian Gill is more technically gifted. So I feel like he'll explore the middle much more than Neto. Uh, let's okay. see. I don't I don't want to go here in depth, but that's a really good mention. I'm, I'm curious to see how it works. I'm going to mention, though, on the Wolves side, Fabio Silva. Uh, I think this is the season. Okay. I know he's just 18. So me saying this is the season is yeah. very early. But I'm confident because I know he's he has Fabio Silva has huge high expectations with himself. Yeah. So I know he 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 must have prepared this off season like a madman. Sure. So I wouldn't be surprised if he'd managed to score 10, 10 goals this season. Premier League goals would be would be a madness. But I'm gonna go bold. I believe in Fabio Silva scoring 10 Premier League goals this season. You know that wouldn't. It, I would be surprised, but I wouldn't be too surprised. You know, that is bold. Okay. Fabio Silva, I'm counting on you, man. <laughs> that, that, that is bold, but hey, we've seen it. Uh, he's, been put, he's been putting in the work. So uh, I, I think I think you might be right on that one. Although, I, And I'd like to mention too fast, Billy Gilmore okay. for Norwich. Uh, because I am hyped to see how he performs in his first match. Because we know Billy Gilmore, every first match is a killer. Uh, but uh, I feel like he's going to offer a lot of stability to Norwich. Mm -hmm. And coming off from the championship, he knows what a team like Chelsea does. And I think that was a very good loan done by Norwich. Yeah. So be excited. He's one of the best youngsters in the Prem, in my opinion. And yeah, good to yeah. see. That's a good one. Um, all right. Well, then I got I to gotta throw Christian Pulisic in there just because I know he's 22. Come on. I mean, he came in in 70 million euro deal. Um, we all expect him to be this, but Christian Pulisic has needed a break for like three years. He has needed time to, to be healthy, uh, to, to kind of get right. He is now coming off of what I would consider a very successful offseason in where 
They won the CONCACAF Nations League title over Mexico. Uh, and then he was literally able to chill. And I mean, yeah. come back to the States uh, and then get his mind right to come into a Chelsea preseason and make sure that day one, um, you know, he's ready to go. And, and I really do uh, expect him to be recovered, recentered, and ready to push for an everyday spot in the Chelsea 11 um, so that we see more of those those glimpses that we saw against like a Manchester City uh, when he just kind of traipsed by somebody and then finished it, bang, uh, pinged it off the inside of the post. Um, that was kind of an older game. Uh, or, the, the, or the hat trick against Burnley. I mean, there's just so many moments that we want to see in extended mm-hmm. moments of time. I think he's going to get closer to an Eden Hazard this year, but we'll mm-hmm. see. Okay. Let's see. Yeah, that's that's a good mention. That's a good mention, Pulisic. So he's got the rest, and yeah, high expectations. High expectations though next season sure. with Tuchel. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna go here with my final pick of the prem ones to watch with Bobakari Somare, yeah. because I know what he's what he what he's delivered at Monaco and Leicester fans. What a steal! Okay, for 22 million, like Boba. I think that was 22 million. Bobakari Sumare was a bargain, okay? Because yeah. he's a bargain because he is he's the type of player that can play in the Premier League straight away. And uh, if you're signing a 22-year-old that can play in the Premier League straight away, and in my in my opinion with quality, you're getting a bargain, okay? And Leicester, what a signing there in midfield. The, this French kid is going to surprise a lot of people. So remember them remember the name guys. Yeah, I was just thinking of that Leicester City midfield. And Didi, you've got yeah. Sumare, you've got Tielemans. If you can hold on to Madison, uh I mean that that core is just so exciting. It really yeah. is. I mean, but that's that's a very good shout. Um and you know, I know we got a lot more here, but we do have to move on. I have one more and he's kind of like an unsung hero of Aston Villa. Uh Ezri Kansa is the center back former Brentford center back back in the day. And we didn't really talk about them today, but Ezri Kansa, I mean, everybody right now is talking about Grealish. They're talking about Buendia. They're talking about who, who lines up where, right? Um, but to be honest, regardless of offense as your best defense, uh, mm-hmm. you need Tyrone Mings and Ezri Kansa to be much better this year um, or mm-hmm. as good if not better this year. And Kansa, I don't think, got enough respect last year um, with what he was doing uh, at center back. Uh, I mean, maybe he did get some respect because he was on the the potential, had the potential to be a part of that English national team. Um, but he is, he just throws himself everywhere. Uh, just a very, just a team-oriented player um, and one that I fully expect um, to continue his tag of kind of one of the most underrated underrated defenders in the premier league um so regardless of what you get from offensive firepower Kansa is going to play a big role for villa and whether or not they can repeat last year right yeah that is that Um, is a good mention he is underrated a lot of people don't don't talk about him and mings and that is a very good duo there for aston villa so Liga Wonder Kids, we wanted to do a quick list because I, the Liga we right now Lille is playing PSG, so that is a big game happening, and therefore the French league is going to start. And we saw some comments on YouTube that I'm going to repeat. Feel free to comment down below on the YouTube comment section. Comment on TikTok. Top yep. topics you want to see us talk. And Liga, it was asked, and who are the Wonder kids to watch in Liga. And well, I'm going to start here. And I'd like to mention a solid wonder kid that everyone should know in Liga. Yeah, I'm already hyping you guys up. And that's <laughs> Chuameni at Monaco. Yeah, Every single Liga fan knows about Chuameni. Why? Because he's a baller. And I wasn't surprised seeing Chelsea wanting Chuameni for 30, 40 million. He's yeah. worth it. Okay. He is super reliable, okay? The like that's what I love about Liga midfielders a lot of times. They are so reliable and there's always com- the composure level is extremely high, okay? And what I saw at Monaco was a leader in midfield mm-hmm. who was dominating the midfield and was doing the right decisions. Yeah. So, be hyped, guys. Watch yeah, that- out for Chuameni at Monaco. 
yeah, that that midfield coupling of Fafana and uh, Shuamani was was stellar last yeah. season for Monaco, and uh, I'm I'm a little surprised. I wonder if like some uh, some teams are just thinking, hey, we want to see him do it again before we drop 35, 40 million or or what the deal is. But he is definitely one to watch. And you know, we talked about Varane, right? We talked about Len, uh, yeah. and and how he was kind of plucked from there. I think it was by Marino, Mourinho, right? Um, well, there's another guy that was just plucked. I believe it was from Len. Could be wrong. I think, no, it was from Len. And it's Loic Bade. Because we were talking about Jeremy Doku. We're talking about Kamavinga. We're talking about Kamal Dean. Probably one of the more important signings that Stad Rene has made has been Bade. Why? Because he was pretty much, I believe he was the second best U23 in clearances, interceptions, a um, couple other stats there which I know, you know, doesn't necessarily translate, just, you know, put him in another shirt and then it all happens again. Uh, but he was absolutely central to that defense. Um, given the time, I think, Bade, you're going to find he could wind up being another, mm, I don't want to say Varane, but he could wind up being a very good player to come out of Liga on and uh, head somewhere He's else. a big guy. He's a big, He's guy. big guy. Yeah. He's a big guy. Mobile, too. Mobile for a big guy. So I'm going to mention two here of Leon. Okay, real fast. And I'm going to go Brun Guimarães for what I saw in the Olympics. I'm expecting to be translated in Liga. Uh, one of the best midfield, but Brazilian midfielders out there. Again, reliable too. Passing ability. He's always been an excellent passer in Brazil too. And he, he's he's brought it to Liga on to, to Leon. Uh, so I'm really excited to see him this season too. And my other pick is... The drippy wonder kid in Liga. The <laughs> swagger, okay? And that is Ryan Shirky with the coldest celebrations in the game. Sure. And I'm excited to see those celebrations in Liga next season because yeah. I'm sure they're going to come. Yeah. Being a baller that he is, dribbling-wise, offensive-wise, and I'm expecting to see improved decision-making with Ryan Shirky, okay? Because okay. I felt that was the big problem last, uh, last season. And yeah. I think he's going to be given the minutes to prove himself. So... Ryan Shirky, guys. Yeah, that's a good one. That's he's one of our favorites. Um, all right, mine. Mine is Amin Gawiri. Uh, he obviously had a breakout. He had a breakout season last year, right? I mean, he's a Lyon product. Did phenomenally well at Nice. Um, but here's the interesting thing: How does Amin Gawiri do well with the embarrassment of riches around him now that has come in, either to protect his weaknesses and enhance his strengths, right? So now you've got Stengs, you've got Dolberg still up there, you've got Pablo Rosario coming from PSV, uh, you've you've got this kind of influx of talent around him. Mm-hmm. So it'll be really interesting to see how Guiri, uh, what's the word, how he how he adapts, no, and how yeah. he adapts to the, those because sometimes roster turnovers, you know, a welcome to shot in the arm. But if you've ever played Football Manager, if you go out and buy twenty five new players, right? Because you know football manager's life. Uh, you go out and you buy twenty-five new players. Ultimately, you're going to have a pretty crappy team. Uh, <laughs> that was a good shout out there to football manager. But you're right. Like, what is? Yeah, I was going to mention the next one, Stangs and Cliver, and because I did, I did see a lot of backlash with me saying that Calvin Stangs was a good move. For, for it's going to Liga and people were saying, oh no, he's not underrated. Like he he didn't perform well. Well, well, I feel like he didn't perform well last season because of the injury, personally. Okay, and I feel like him going to Liga is a new opportunity for Calvin Stangs, mm-hmm. and it's quite sad. I think now, like me that was watching Azel Kmart from a distance, seeing yeah. Boadu going to Monaco, Calvin Stangs now. Coming to League on two. Like it's look, it it happened, but it's exciting to see. So Cliver two, he's in a redemption time. Like ever yeah. since he left Ajax, Justin Cliver hasn't been the same. Like yeah. he was he had insane skills. We all know the YouTube videos. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm I would I'd love to see him come back in his career and yeah, I'm I'm excited. All right. Well, I got one more, and then I guess we we have to wrap it up, huh? Well, we'll we'll have five minutes to talk about like the performances oh, okay. Okay, cool. we.
we think should be highlighted. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Look at this. We have so much time now. Cool. I'm going to talk forever. Now. Uh, no, my, my next one, I, I got to go American bias here. And he's impressed in preseason a lot. Um, even amidst, you're talking about another talent injection to Marseille, uh, whether it's Gondosi, whether it's Saliba, um, you know, you still got uh, a whole lot of talent there at Marseille. Conrad De La Fuente was bought for kind of a cut rate deal. It was $4 million, $5 million, something like mm-hmm. that. Um, that pirouette turn in, and then the fire into the corner in the preseason. Um, I, he's going to get his chances this year. I really do believe he's going to get his chances. And I think, you know, League One uh, gives him the opportunities to really run at some people um, and focus on his strengths. Uh, and uh, that'll be – I mean, there's a reason why Barcelona did stick – a buyback clause in there right yeah um you know it, it's kind of like hey he's not going to fit anytime soon uh and he's definitely not going to get the playing time here he shouldn't be playing barca b they're doing the right by him by saying we're going to mm-hmm. send you to a club frankly i would have uh, accepted the ear of some sort um but hey marseille if, if they're they're showing that they have every intent to make him work uh good. and i think he's, he's going to do well he's going to do good. well there that was a good transfer that was a good yeah. transfer by myself Yeah. Okay, so you guys heard me. We're gonna do some some interesting mentions because we we don't want anything to be planned out. Yeah. Uh, and me seeing Sporting against Braga yesterday, I was like, I was there preaching at the TV. Say, my mom was going crazy with me. I said, I said, <laughs> don't mince, don't mince. And you guys saw it. Like, who watched the game? You saw that pinpoint assist by Nun Minch, Okay, in the first goal of Sporting. The creativity now that he's showing. <laughs> okay. Like, if City were watching that match, I think confirmation is you're not going to get Nunez for 30 million. Okay? <laughs> like, 30 million, forget about it. And so, okay, guys, watch out because he's performing. Okay? So, watch the sporting games because that Gonzalo Inacio 2 and Pot, mm-hmm. that link up, that long pass that always goes to Pot is beautiful. Okay, sporting fans must be hyped for this season. And last but not least, I'd like to mention a 15-year-old mm-hmm. playing named Roger, uh, Roger Fernandes. Okay, a cousin of Joelson Fernandes, uh, re- 15 years old. Okay, this is and he's going to be 16 in next November. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Winger. Okay, I didn't know too much about him, but I read an article like a month ago that. This is very interesting about him, that, that Roger Fernandes, when he's studying, okay, because football, football players need to do the study of position-wise, what they right. need to do on the pitch, and a lot of players admire Barcelona, study how Barcelona play, study Messi, but Roger Fernandes, was, he studies his own team, Braga, and it was told that Carlos Carvalhal said that he was asking to the coach and he was doing reports of his opposition on on the field so he was like who who p- plays in my position galin what does he do he figured out everything in game al- analysis so he's doing his homework about his home team roger Fernandez, yeah. at 15. so yeah. guys watch out okay this kid looks special and if you're a 15 year old footballer you should do exactly what he's doing and start to study Exactly. That's what most 15 and 16 year olds are missing. And I got, I got to just jump on top of that right there Mm -hmm. because last week I told you, I was pretty angry that I missed the chance to to reference this, but the Seattle Sounders went into Austin with like 10 players out of their, their 11. Okay. Just not able to play uh, or on international duty. Okay. So what did they do? They brought along a bunch of Academy players, a 15 year old Obed Vargas, and a 16-year-old, Reed Baker-Whiting, both got starts, okay? Both got starts, becoming some of the youngest ever uh, to start an MLS game. You ready for the next thing I'm going to say? For sure. They won. one one zip in Austin, and uh, I'm not going to say it was pretty. I'm not going to say they played lights out, but the Seattle Sounders do it better than most, although they did get a little bit of a humbling the next game they tried that with. Uh, but I mean, th- this is a system that, uh, is definitely working over there when you've got those guys starting on the same weekend, a guy like Ricardo Pepe, uh, for FC Dallas, 
18 years old, scores a hat trick. You know, so some good stuff to watch there in both Liga Nos. Well, actually, that was not Liga Nos. That, that was the Super Tassa, right? Mm-hmm. Super that, Tassa. Okay, that, that uh, Roger Fernandez was in. So, yeah, I mean, Vargas, Baker, Whiting, Pepe, these are just some fun things to, to, to watch worldwide, right? Any others? Well, that, and Yusuf Demir. Like, Yusuf Demir, bold, like, Messi-esque type in, the, in that friendly. But... Yeah. Yeah, that's. I think we're up. I think here with FC Wonder Kid episode fifteen. If you're still here, guys, please comment. Okay, say I'm gonna go bold, showing that you 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 sticked around. Okay, so every I'm gonna go bold. We're gonna see in the comments section. We know yeah. you guys listen to the whole pod, and thank you so much for the support on TikTok. You guys are amazing, yeah. and yeah. And you know what? You know what, Alex? I gotta say this right. You've got the accent. You've got the whole name tag that I'm going to go bold. Tell me what jersey I should wear next, okay? Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that at a later date. Uh, I, I'm just so happy we're able to get to do this. And um, more football is happening, man. Next week, we're talking about the Premier League. We are back, right? With that, we're back. And then everything follows. Bundesliga, Ligue 1, everything. Exactly. It's going to be amazing. Prem predictions. Prem predictions. We'll go bold in that one. Okay, guys, thank you for, for listening. Heads up. So long.